Hey, this is Dusty Otis. Welcome to the Living Redefined Podcast. This is a place where we discuss modern day topics and attack them with biblical truths. The goal that we have is just to make daily decisions based on morality and integrity. I want to help you move forward in your faith, and I hope that today helps you do that. Enjoy the message. Hey, welcome back to Church Online. Coming to get a little bit better today. The focus is our relationship with God. Starting a brand new series today called FaceTime. And our title is Why We Connect, Why We Connect. And, and really, there are two reasons we connect, two reasons that we do anything, but really, inside of our relationship, two reasons we connect. And the whole idea or principle of this series is the realities in our relationship with God. And so, uh, Jeremiah 24, 7 is where we founded this entire series on. Here's what it says, I will give them a heart to know me, that I am the Lord. They will be my people, and I will be their God, for they will return to me with all their heart, with their whole, with their whole heart. The number one relationship that we need to have is with God, your creator, the founder, the author, the perfecter of your faith. This is the most important meeting you're going to have all week is that meeting that we actually have with God. Some people only do that on Sundays. Some people do a, 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 a two-day split, right? Some people do a daily meeting with God. FaceTime is unique because today when you hear FaceTime, you think about the iPhone. But the reality is before iPhone ever came out or, or FaceTime, the, the video chat that we have back and forth, FaceTime was a face-to-face meeting with someone important. So the whole FaceTime principle is amazing, right? When you think about what, I, what the Apple iPhone has done but in the reality, when you used to say, I need some FaceTime, hey man, I need some FaceTime, that meant, hey, I need to spend some time talking directly to you, not by phone, not by email, and, and you know, not through text. Like, I need some FaceTime with you. And FaceTime, what happens with FaceTime is it gives the other person your undivided attention. You're 100% present, which is huge. And so before cell phones, if you ask for FaceTime, it was important. And it was typically a meaningful conversation that you knew you had to have in person. I, have, I mean, I can't say that over. I can't say that over the phone. I can't send it through email. We, I have to have a face-to-face conversation. By the way, uh, some fun facts about what FaceTime means today. Here are the three most uh, said things on FaceTime today. One, take me off pause. Hey, take me off pause. The number two thing: Who are you texting? Who are you texting? <laughs> And the number three thing is, why am I looking at your ceiling? Why am I looking at your ceiling? Which leads you to believe we've gotten a little bit away from what FaceTime was really intended to be, right? And hopefully God is not asking you those three things. Take me off pause, who you texting, right? Or why am I looking at your ceiling? And so what happens is when you understand what FaceTime is, you don't, you, you do not get caught up in these three things, but you're actually present, paying attention, and you're really engaged. And so as we jump into this series, I want to take a moment to pray. Father, we love you. Thank you, Lord, for meeting us here, for exceeding our expectation, Lord, for giving us expectation to grow with you, to know you better, and to be better followers because we do. We love you. Thanks for opening our ears and our eyes and our hands and our hearts, Lord, to hear, to take for the seed that's going to be planted, Lord, and for the fruit that's going to come because we have been intentional together because we've turned on our devotion today. I love you and I'm grateful. It's in your name we pray. Amen. And so a person has two reasons. Remember the why we connect. 
Two reasons to do anything, a good reason and the real reason. A good reason and the real reason. That's a John Maxwell quote. And today we're going to learn the two reasons that we do everything. When it comes to your FaceTime with God, are you talking to keep an acquaintance or are you communicating to build a relationship? Talking for acquaintance, uh, drive by, oh yeah, it's that, it's that time of day again, right? This is like picking up our kids from, the, from school after school. You have those drive-by people you talk to. There's no depth there, but man, they're they are great acquaintances. Always make you smile. And then you also wonder about them later on. Like, man, I wonder what they do, right? And so are you talking to keep an acquaintance or are you communicating to build a relationship? As we dive into FaceTime, I want you to check your motives for how you approach your relationship with God. Well, how, do your, how do your interactions work? Because if it's off, you're only going to have an acquaintance. And acquaintances you really can't count on. You can count on God. God says he'll be there forever. He says he's the beginning and the end. But if, if your perspective and your thought is just acquaintance, that tends to be the person that you like to blame the most, right? Well, right? And so if it's off, you're only going to have an acquaintance. How do, you, how do you come into that time? Are you present and do you engage? Notice I didn't ask you how often because we have to, everybody starts somewhere. So with this series, FaceTime, we aren't talking about communicating less or more. We're talking about communicating intentionally. We're talking about ordering our relationships and the relationship that we have with God and getting God in the correct position in our lives personally. It has to be a personal thing because when that relationship is right, the Bible tells us all others fall into place. Seek first the kingdom of God. It's you and God together and all these things will be added to you, And so your relationship with God is really day by day. It's not a one-time decision. It's an everyday decision. And it's every day by day. And so today I would love to discuss adjusting your approach to each new day with God. So instead of tackling our calendars or a list or a task or, or you know, uh, whatever, whatever app you use to keep track of what you're supposed to do, what if instead of attacking our calendar we poured into a relationship that we have? What if we actually poured into the other relationships we have? And what if all that started with our relationship with God? What if we poured into our relationship with God first? And when we met with God, what if it was for a real reason instead of a good reason? Well, I know I should instead of, man, God wants to speak to me today, right? Because at the root of each reason, the root of each reason, every reason that you do something, the root of that reason is you. So it's self, right? And your reason can be religious. It can be routine. It can be ritualistic. Uh, but before any of those, it has to be relational. It has to be relational. The good reason approach is to get by. And the real reason approach is what we live by. There are get by people, right? I just go along to get along, right? Those, that's not how... We operate or function in a relationship with God. The real reason is, is what we live by because we trust that, the, that, that this is the, the way, that this is the truth, this is the life, that this is the guide for our life, right? And so a good reason will limit your investment in it. A good reason is going to limit your investment because the decision is, at the root of that decision is you, itself, right? It's get by, it's I've got work to do, it's an obstacle, um, it's, it's not seen as anything great. A real reason is going to multiply your investment. So a good reason is going to limit your investment, get by, obstacle, work to do. 
A real reason is going to multiply your investment. This is what I live by. This is an opportunity. This is a privilege, right? Such great perspective. Jeremiah 24 said, remember the, the anchor of this whole thing. I will give them a heart to know me that I am the Lord. They will be my people and I will be their God for they will return to me with all their heart, all their heart, right? And so the truth, if you do not consistently invest in your relationship with God, you will not be able to invest in others. He fills you, he causes you to overflow. So then what happens in life is a result of who he is coming through you, not the effort that you do to accomplish something. We all know this, this is a popular phrase, to make disciples, we must first be disciples. To be a disciple, you must first have a relationship with God. That takes a regular face time with him. Your face, his face, in it, right? And so for many of us, we need to adjust and change some of our spiritual habits and our daily routines so that we can have order to our priority, which starts by making God that person, that priority, that top priority. Psalms 118.24 is one of my favorite scriptures. We talk to our kids about this all the time, and they tend to quote it on a regular basis. I don't know if we do it every day anymore, but it's pretty close. This is the day the Lord has made. Who made the day? The Lord. I'm in this day, so I will rejoice and I will be glad. Now, you can say that, and it can become type, type of ritual. I think that's why we've gotten away from every day. Or you can believe it. And the one thing you believe about this day, whether you're with me online or podcast in a car somewhere at the office, is you've never lived this day before. Contrary to popular belief, this isn't just another message. This isn't just another Sunday, Monday, whatever day of the week it is. This is not just another day. You've not lived this day before. So just because I've said Psalms 118.24 doesn't mean it has the same old meaning that it had. It's not that, well, that was wrote, you know, 2,000 years ago, or that was, we said that when the boys were two, and now they're 10. And it is, it is, it does not mean that it doesn't have a bearing on today because this day we haven't lived before. So what is your reason in your relationship with God? Is there a purpose in it or is this just another Monday? Is this just another day, right? And so based on the choices that you made yesterday, let's pause for a second. Based on those choices that you made yesterday, you're either a better version of yourself today or a worse version of yourself today because nobody stays the same. So what did you invest in yesterday? Examples, screen time, TV, music, video games, right? People, what did you invest in yesterday? That affects your today. That was preparation for today. And so you are what you eat. What comes in is going to come out. What you surround yourself with is who you become. And so are you a better follower today than you were yesterday? Are you a greater you? Do you have a deeper relationship today because of who you were yesterday? Or are you just coming into this time with a thing, I think, I hope this is good today. It's always going to be good because it's the word of God, right? We're just coming out of a series titled The Pursuit of Purpose. 
And because we're doing that, I can challenge you with your reason because I'm hoping that you're coming in today on point. And so the truth about your reasons is this. The good reason is what you will tell others. Your good reason is what you tell others. It's what we use to justify. It's a real good reason. Your real reason is what you tell yourself. Okay? This works in every area of your life. This is not just, well, he's just talking about the relationship with God today. That's great. This works with everything in life. The good reason is what you tell others. The real reason is what you tell yourself, right? And so it works in every area. Our good reason is what we're willing to share. And for you taking notes, good reason, real reason. Our good reason is what we're willing to share. Many times for acceptance or approval or inclusion. And we don't mind that our good reason is known by everybody because it's a good reason. We've taken it through our filters. We understand, we believe, we know what it's going to portray. It's our good reason, so everybody can know. Matter of fact, our good reason many times is the cover for our real reason. And our good reason often, often doubles as the excuse we use when we need to get out of something, right? Weather, well, it's weather, man. Um, I got to work, working late. Uh, kids got the sniffles. I got the Rona, like all of those, right? It's not the real reason, right? For 90% of the excuses you make, it's a real good reason though. And everybody has one or two good reasons in their back pocket that they can pull out in any moment because they know they work for this application or that invite, right? And so now that's the good reason. The real reason we like to keep secret and we like to keep it secret because it typically has to do with selfish ambition or personal gain, right? That's the real reason. Most of us can't help that because we're soulless people. We think right here from our head. We, it's op we operate by head knowledge. We operate in our flesh. And so instead of being spiritual people and operating from our heart with the wisdom that God gives us through the relationship that we have with him, we make decisions based on our mind. We keep that good reason back here. And we keep that real reason hidden. Our real reason is the root of our good reason. We just use the good reason to hide our motive, to hide our motive. Now, let's dive a little bit deeper into our reason for faith, our reason for spiritual growth, our relationship with God, however you want to phrase, you know, how you see your engagement with God, however you want to phrase that. Let's dive into the reason that we connect. Here's the reason we connect, it's what we're talking about today. We value honesty at our house, at my house, and so there's never a reason to have any reason but the real reason. So we're trying to, to eliminate the good reason from our kids' lives, okay? And so we only want the real reason. Now, say this again. The only reason is the real reason. You don't have any other reason to have a reason except for the real reason. So you should not have two reasons in doing, thing, in, in doing anything, especially if you're following Jesus. The real reason is all there is. And anything else is dishonest. So then because we value honesty, we like that real. We like that real. We like the truth. If you just give me the truth, it's good. And your no is good enough for me, right? And so in Christianity, our good reason and our real reason are the same. They should be the same. Now, here's my theme for the year is as a man thinks, so he is. As a man thinks, so he is. Because in my mind, I can make everything that I think negative. I can make it tilt just a little bit downhill 
if I'm not careful. And so I say it's really not, it's, it's really not what it seems. It is what, what we make it. As a man thinks, so he is. Here's what Proverbs 23 verse 7 says. For as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. In behavior, one who manipulates. He says, you eat and drink, yet his heart is not with you, but he is begrudging the cost. Here's what the CEV version that says. People like that take note of how much you eat. And they say, take all you want. But they don't really mean it. But they don't really mean it. Come on, have some more, he says. But, but, but he doesn't mean it. What he thinks is what he really is. As a man thinks, so he is. And so I can give you a good reason. But that's not giving you the real reason. I'm not giving you my heart. And people who actually are upright, walking right, living right, living in relationship with God, who've kind of came through and found freedom from whatever lie or, or deception or, or addiction or, or whatever they were trapped in before and they actually have life with God in, or through Jesus, they can actually see a lot, of the, a lot of the good reasons and they know what they are, right? And so the root meaning of the verse I'm sharing with you, as a man thinks, so he is, is hypocrisy, right? You say one thing, but you really don't mean it. That's what he's saying. It's like a salesperson who tells you how wonderful you look today or how great your uh, ex, whatever that is, is. He's only telling you these things to make a sale. By the way, I'm not selling anything to you today. What I hope is you take from this and you apply so you can be better in life. That, that car salesman is the classic case of a good reason, right? The real reason is he'd like to sell you a car. He'd like to sell you a couch. He'd like to sell you whatever. And we could go on with reasons and we could give examples, right? The bottom line is it's hypocrisy. And God cannot stand hypocrisy. He does not stand for it, right? And so I want to discuss why our good reason and our real reason should align and those two reasons should reveal authenticity in our actions. Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinks, so he is. So he is. This is what God uses to determine your authenticity in your reason. Knowing God's main concern is your heart. God's main concern is your heart. If he gets your heart, he gets you. If he gets your heart, he gets you. So if you're taking notes, here's the first question. They need to ask yourself when you're identifying the reason that you connect to God. What is the reason that I have FaceTime with God? Here it is. Is my relationship with God genuine? Is this genuine? And I want to look at Isaiah 29 to show you. It says this. Then the Lord said, because these people approach me only with their words and only honor me with their lip service, they've removed their hearts far from me. And the reverence for me is a tradition that is learned by rote, R-O-T-E, without any regard for its meaning. Man. So we see rote religion all the way back in the Old Testament in Isaiah. And here's what rote means. It means mechanical or habitual reputation of something learned that is disconnected from your heart. And the reality is, is there are more than enough people who give God praise from their lips 
or from tradition, but their hearts are not near Him. They're not seeking, chasing, believing, expecting anything from Him. They love the idea of having a relationship with God. They love going to church. And they love saying that they believe, but they have no real desire to truly seek Him or draw near to Him. And sadly, sadly, as a people, we know too much in our head and we believe too little in our heart. And in 2023, people know what to say and they know how to act. And they know how to act. But forget, it's their heart. It's their heart that really matters. It's the real reason that really matters. That's why Jesus said in John 4, 23, but a time is coming and it's already here when the true, real, Worshippers will worship the Father in spirit from the heart, the inner self, and in truth. It's real. It's truth. For the Father seeks such people to be His. So then be careful that your relationship does not fall in line with what everybody else is doing. We have a, a, a great mass of holy huddles these days where we all come, come together, kumbaya together, feel good about ourselves together, and then we roll out. Be careful that your relationship does not fall in line with what everybody else is doing. Make sure you are seeking God on a regular basis, engaging with Him, expecting in those moments, and worshiping from a sincere place, a true heart that has kingdom perspective regardless of position or place. You're not after good behavior. Not, God's not after good behavior either. Here's the second question you need to ask yourself when you are identifying your reason to connecting with God. Why do I want to have a FaceTime with God? Second question. Am I in this to have a relationship or to be religious, right? Am I in this for religion or relationship? This is Matthew chapter 7, and here's what it says. For not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, when I judge them, and only God can judge, okay? Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and driven out demons in your name and done many miracles in your name? And then I will declare to them, he says, I never knew you. You were religious. You had a lot of great activity, a lot of religious activity. I never knew you. Depart from me. You are banished from my presence. That's when it starts to get a little bit hot. Maybe a lot hot. You who act wickedly, disregarding my commands. Remember, that has to go back, with, go back to the obedience point we talked about uh, a few weeks ago. And so then, in this question, am I in this for religion? To have a religion or to build a relationship? Right? Is your reason to do a bunch of stuff? To have good behavior? Or to live in a real relationship with God? The reality in this is doing doesn't get you anywhere, for you are saved by grace. You're saved by grace. What's incredible about the passage in Matthew is it persists. Uh, it is persisting in the things that people are and saying that the things people are doing are not bad. That's true. Hey, you did do that in my name. And th that's good, too. And you did that, and that's good, too. All those are good things. They just weren't doing them through a relationship with Jesus, which is a waste of time. 
man, it puts on a good show. Externally, it portrays very well, right? I'm perceived good when I do good things, right? But it's a waste of time because the action or the word or the donation or the behavior or the outreach is done apart from God, who is our source. It's empty. That's a John 15 reference. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So we can't use the things that we do to gain favor with God. We don't use the things that we do to win his approval. There's nothing that you could ever do that's going to cause God to accept you more, to love you more than he already does. You were bought with a price is what what we're told through scriptures, what the Bible says. So then we all understand and believe that the way to the Father is through the Son. So there's no way to earn it or work for it or pay it off. And you don't have to. Jesus already did. Now, here's what Romans 8:37 says. I love this. It says, no. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate you. So then everything you do must flow from your relationship with God, from your heart. And we do because we love. We love because he first loved us. Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do in word or deed, do it all, do it with all your heart as unto God, not for men. Not for men. And so everything you do must flow from your heart. That is your spirit. That is how we connect with God. That is where we build our relationship with God. We are spiritual beings, right? Third question you need to ask yourself when identifying your reason to have a face time with God is, Am I only in this for me? Am I only in this for me? Am I only connecting right now for me? Hey, God, me again, blew it again, did this again. I'm in a bad spot, I'm in a tight spot, right? It's George Clooney. I'm in a tight spot. In Matthew 6.16, Jesus warns us to be careful. And sadly, you have a lot of people who are doing this just for them. Remember, the root of every reason is self. The root of every reason Itself. And so in Matthew 6, Jesus warns us to be careful. And what he's, what, he's, what he's saying is be intentional, right? Be intentional not to practice our faith or our actions or our things that we're trying to get, you know, people to notice. Be careful not to practice this in front of others to be seen. But instead, he challenges us to worship and to serve and to pray privately with God. Because doing these things in public with the goal of being seen doesn't get reward in heaven. And as a matter of fact, it creates more skeptics than it does believers, right? I love that Jesus jumps straight to the heart of the matter here. Why are you doing what you're doing? Don't do that there. I know you. I want you to know me. Do that with a sincere heart. You know, character is what you do when nobody else is watching. If you're going to build that and become like Jesus, that's where you do it. 
And so you might say that you're doing it for a good, well, I went to the soup kitchen and, uh, and I took that selfie. I was like, look at us, we're over here serving soup, right? You might say, remember what the scripture tells us, it might be a good reason. You might be doing it in Jesus' name, but if you're doing it to be seen or you're doing it outside of relationship, what you thought in your heart or what you thought in your mind is gonna get you notoriety is not connected to your heart. You have to have it in your heart. Jesus encourages us to be careful for the reason, for that reason, because it reveals what's really in our heart. So then let your reason be real. Let your reason be real. I'm gonna close with this. Most people have two reasons for doing thing, for doing anything. Both are connected to their self, a good reason and a real reason. Today, we establish that as believers, we have one reason. It comes from our heart. It's rooted in truth. And 1 Samuel 16, 7 backs it up. It says, For the Lord does not look at appearance or action. I do, it says, I do not make decisions the way that you do. Men judge by outward appearance, by material things. But I look at a man's motives, his intentions, and his heart. I look at his heart. As a man thinks, so he is. We plant those things that we think in our heart, and that's how we become who we are. This can give you so much understanding. We should always guard our hearts, and we should always desire to get to a place where everything that we say is agreeing with everything that is truly in our hearts. And when our words and our actions align, that's called integrity. It's amazing, it's amazing. Because as you think you are, so here, let's recap those three questions. Three questions to gauge your reason for your relationship with God. One, am I genuinely connected with God? What is this? Is that a good reason or a real reason? Am I in this for religion or relationship? That's good behavior versus real belief. And am I only in this for me? Is this good for me or does this make me great for God? That's the third. And when it's real and you believe, people begin to see and your light shines and you become just a little bit salty. And more people come to faith and you do greater things for God because it has nothing to do with self and everything to do with being a believer, right? Everything to do with being a believer. And you experience God in you being greater than anything in the world, and that's fulfillment, that's significance. Real relationship causes you to live an abundant life in unwavering truth, and people are really hungry for that. People are looking for real right now more than they're looking for anything else. Even though their head's down and they're scrolling their feed, they're looking for real right now. That's what we need. That's who we're called to be. That's the bar of being a believer. And so this week, this week, here are your action steps. If you've waned, if, if your reason isn't real, if it's just a good reason, I want you to ask God to help you daily. I'm going to pray in just a second, but I'm going to ask God to help you daily. Ask God this daily. It's Psalms 139. It's verse 23 and 24. Search me, God, and know my heart. Search me, God. Know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts and concerns. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the everlasting way today. Seek God 
first every day. Ask that question daily and see what God begins to do with it. Lord, thanks so much for the opportunity to share your word, your hope, your truth with people. Lord, your reason. You loved us first. You sent Jesus for us so that we could be reconnected, reestablished, Lord. That we could be forgiven and restored, redeemed, Lord, to live in a real relationship with you, Lord. I ask that you would help us to turn our hearts that way, that you would have our whole heart, like Jeremiah 24, 7 says, or that we would come back to you, that we would know you, that we would grow with you, become more like you, so we can see more people come to know you. Thanks for using us this week as we go out from here. I love you, and I'm grateful. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Now. Today meant something to you to ask that you would share it. Send it along to somebody else. You know, somebody needs to hear this. They need to get a little bit deeper in their relationship with God. This series is going to be great for that. Next week, we're going to talk about character in your connection. Character in your connection. Now, I pray the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. I pray the perception of your mind would be enlightened so that you know His hope, His calling, and His purpose are for you and the great things that He has in store for you. Go out and have a great week. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me today. A huge thanks to those of you who support our ministry. You make what we get to do in Michigan, Oklahoma, Texas, and Colorado possible with those weekly outreaches to our hospital heroes and public servicemen and women. It's a big deal to get to do that and to support the people who are caring for our communities. And so Go ahead and click the link in the description to become a partner, or you can visit livefreetofind.com and click the giving link. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a minute to like and subscribe or share it with a friend. Thanks again for being here today. God bless you.